0: Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR.
1: Hey, everyone. Do you know what time it is? It's that time for another episode of HR in 15. I'm your host, Eric Fudum, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige PEO. I am loving today's topic, everyone. I think we are gonna have a little fun with our discussion today. Uh, We're gonna talk about um, organizational culture and communication. Um, I'm always excited for all our guests that we have here, but today I'm really jacked because we have Sue Fredericks here. Sue is a president of One Purpose Performance and has an abundance of experience in these areas. Hi, Sue.
0: Hi, Eric, how are you?
1: Very good. Can you uh, give us a little um, brief bio on, on, on who you are and, and, and what you do?
0: Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. So, Eric, right. in 2000, I founded One Purpose Performance and we're a consulting practice. We focus on working with organizations to clarify and help achieve their goals. And we identify what propels teams and individuals to move forward and actually what holds them back. Then we figure out how to remove the barriers to create success and enhance strengths. And what we do is we focus on the actions and behaviors of leaders and staff to ensure that they're working toward common, clearly defined goals and outcomes.
1: Fantastic. And what type of coaching do you actually do for your organizations and all your clients?
0: So we do work to be able to make sure that people understand what's expected of them, their job responsibilities, their roles, their priorities and we work to make sure that all team members are completely aligned and working toward one purpose that way everybody is positioned to achieve both professional success and actually personal fulfillment which has to do a lot with employee engagement and reinforcement
1: yeah these these are the backbones of an organization and really delve into a lot of leadership conversations as as well as you know cultural and just general alignment across the organization so what you do so is is really uh, mission critical for an organization so i'm really excited that you're here um, you excited you. to be
0: here i am so excited to be here thank you yes uh,
1: awesome 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 all right well let's get this party started in any business um the overall goal is is going to be to work towards common goals as you were just alluding to um, the reality especially during times like these um where you know we have a little bit of a pandemic and, 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 a, and an economic slowdown is that sometimes it's not as simple right so what are some of these challenges that tend to create those, you know, kind of alignment issues and, and, and silos maybe with an organization?
0: So it's a great question and very, very timely. What often happens is there's a lack of understanding about priorities regarding specific areas of opportunity right now. So as we know, there's so many changes going on now. It's very hard for people to understand exactly what to focus on. Unless those priorities are clearly defined, understanding roles and responsibilities and understanding contributions. So it's key to be able to help employees understand how their contribution is essential, important and meaningful during this time. Otherwise, it becomes very easy to get distracted and not feel relevant, especially in an environment that we're working in now where things are constantly changing, where we're working in a remote environment at times. So that open communication is very important.
1: Yeah, this is where I, I get a little worried too, um, where there can be some serious ramifications if a lot of these roles and expectations aren't set. What, what can happen if there is not this clear communication?
0: So often what can happen is there can be lack of alignment between leadership and staff. So leadership understanding the direction they're moving in, but staff not being so clear about their contribution or what's really expected. What's happening now is we have to do a lot of pivoting. We have to do a lot of responding. And because that's going on right now, it's absolutely clear for leaders to be able to walk the talk. Interestingly enough, the best leaders don't reinforce rules. They inspire the right behavior. They inspire the right performance. And when we think about change, there will be more change in the next two years coming up than we've seen in the last 20 years. So we have to get ready for that. We have to keep the communication going and we have to reinforce and make sure that the messages we're sending are what our employees are actually hearing and taking action on.
1: Right. So that communication needs to be really tight and it needs to be really tight because um, we want our leaders focusing on their business, right? And focusing on making sure that, you know, the business aspects um, meeting you know, customer demands and, and understanding processes internally and all that kind of stuff are being executed on. So if we're not, you know, kind of having that clear communication, then, then I would, I would suspect that, you know, there's gonna be more time spent on stuff that you might not want to be spending time on.
0: Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So 1, 1 area where I know gets a little, you know, kind of serious is internal politics. How serious can internal politics be in an organization? during you know, a, a pandemic or a time of uncertainty that we're in right now?
0: So internal politics is crucial to ensure that we're responding to. Understanding competing agendas in different departments on different teams is one area. Another area is about personality clashes when people just aren't getting along, when their styles are different. We might be working on an initiative and You might be driven to get results very, very quickly. And I might need a little bit more time to think through it, to understand the ramifications. We might have different levels of accepting risk. And all of those things can turn into personality clashes. The other thing is about turf wars. Whose responsibility is it? Which area's responsibility is it? And some people like to take on a lot of new projects. Some people get overwhelmed by it. So we have to understand how to, with communication, respectfully gain influence, to work through tough conversations, and to be able to manage tension by expressing different views and still feeling respected. And that becomes much more difficult during stressful times like these.
1: I think it's very important that we try to, as much as possible, keep internal politics to a minimum, right? This is a serious, you know, violation of getting through these times, right? That that would hurt us, right? That can hurt. This can really seriously, you know, delay decision making and anything else that is that is critical to to moving the company forward during you know times of uncertainty. Um, I wanted to just hit on a term that I think is important for our audience to know: emotional intelligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you can you go through emotional intelligence and why it's so important? now for an organization to uh, you know be aligned on it?
0: Very much so. So emotional intelligence has to do with our understanding of how we work with people. And it's interesting when we think about emotional intelligence, because there are four critical areas that we have to be aware of. One is about, bottom line, self-awareness. So do I understand what it is that I'm feeling? Do I understand what I'm reacting to? What it is that um, I'm aware of? as I'm interacting with another person. The next part of it is about self-management. Now that I understand my feeling, I might've been angry, I might've been frustrated, I might've felt overwhelmed, but how am I actually managing my emotions? How am I coming across? Am I being poised? Am I completely present? The next part is about social awareness and then also about relationship management. So what they all drive to is taking responsibility for the way we present ourselves as leaders and as staff members within an organization has a lot to do with empathy. So I might be in a stressful situation. Can I put myself in the other person's shoes that I'm working with? Can I anticipate what they might be dealing with and going through and using my emotional intelligence still be able to be effective? And emotional intelligence is one of those areas which we can always improve. So it's again about starting with self-awareness. The first thing I need to do is I need to recognize how I'm responding to a situation and then manage it. So very important part of being a leader or being a team member.
1: This is, your answer was spot on, exactly what I think we needed to hear because when we're talking about times of stress and and, and times of uncertainty, all are emotional intelligence. And I would, I would probably include whether you're in, the, in in your office, at home, with your family, whatever that looks like should be you know, taken into account. And, and as you stated, um, so this is something where it always should be looked at, right? It always should be examined. It always should be you know, um, made sure that we're doing the best we can, right?
0: It's, it's great advice. And it's really one of the key factors in being successful. So if we think about people that we work with and we even anticipate in thinking about healthcare, we like to work with people that we would define the term by having good bedside manner that are approachable, that are good listeners, that are able to be responsive, that are not reacting, but they're responding with careful, thoughtful answers as opposed to taking charge all the time. So that's where emotional intelligence really plays a key role.
1: Yeah, personalities, a lot of personality. Yes. Uh, Going to uh, shift a little focus to some organizational stuff here. So people being so focused in the office on their own tasks at hand. But in essence, organizations can accomplish much more when everyone works together. And we bring back term teamwork, which we've talked about, we all know about. What can businesses do to build that synergy, improve employee productivity, when things are stressful, right? And there is, you know, where are we going, right? How how do we do that?
0: It's a really important question during these times. Well, we have to make sure that we have clear, open lines of communication. We have to make sure that we're setting clear expectations about what each person on the team is doing. We have to get to know them on a one-on-one basis. To be able to understand more about our teammates allows us to be able to be respectful, allows us to be able to listen to what their real needs are. We think about Maslow's hierarchy. Everybody is really interested in making sure that they're heard that they're understood and. And we think about it, we need to meet people where they are. So that's a big part of teamwork also being able to provide regular feedback to people on the teams to let them know when they're doing a great job to let them know how close they are to define milestones. And to be able to celebrate success is really important having incentives for people that are working on teams is very critical again open communication ongoing feedback reinforcement and the opportunity to keep growing and learning in our positions is what will keep people on teams very successful
1: and so what happens now if employees are working remotely how does that change the synergy
0: so The synergy is so different in working remotely because we're used to being able to walk down the hall, to be able to go into somebody's workspace and to be able to talk about things and make quick decisions, be able to pivot quickly, be able to have access to each other. And now what's so different about that is it requires either a phone call or an email, which will be a lot less personal, or it even requires a scheduled call. So that formality really changes the team environment. And being remote, we have to ensure that we're doing things to stay connected. So ongoing communication, being able to be available to each other, being fully present, making sure that when we are together in meetings that are remote, that are online, we're fully present, we're looking engaged, we're not distracted by other things, we're respectful of people's time and we have great follow through as we normally would. So although things are different, they are different, but we're not going to judge whether they're better or worse. It's just the new way we're doing things in our environment.
1: Yeah, I think you're, again, saying the most important things about communication and meetings when working remotely are very important and really need to be productive, right? So um, just keep in mind, I mean, my favorite book on this is, Death by meeting by Patrick Lencioni where he talks about yeah <laughs> uh, like one of the, the the you know in a fabled um, setting, what are the biggest um, you know problems in a meeting and how to make the best out of a meeting and this might be an opportunity for our audience to kind of use you know some education and just make sure that you know reminders on 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 how these things need to be productive, you know especially working yes. remotely. does that make mm-hmm. make sense?
0: makes so much sense yeah that that and really treating each other with respect and with dignity and uh and just doing the please and thank you and going out of our way to do the things that are common sense like but things that we often put to the side because we're so busy and uh, and because we're not in front of each other all the time
1: exactly um what what are some action steps businesses can take now that are going to foster a more engaging work environment. We probably just talked about a few, but uh, but I think it's an important question for our listeners. I
0: think it's an important question and it's a great way to, to really uh, to wrap this up and, and think about what we all need to do and what we all need to focus on. So number one, really anticipate what lies ahead, short-term, long-term, but be able to anticipate what the next steps might be. Then figure out how to navigate and how to be able to course correct in real time don't let too much time go by if we need to make adjustments of course communicate continuously that's been our theme throughout our conversation and very important for everyone at every level is to listen to what you don't necessarily want to hear but is important to hear and then the last two just learn from our experience make sure we apply it to the future and continue to learn and improve ourselves and continue to inspire and impact others. If we can do those things, we will come out of this successful aligned, engaged and working well as a team.
1: Absolutely ready to rock and roll. If we, uh, you know, and then on top of that, we should all always be celebrating events, correct?
0: Absolutely. Celebrate events, stay healthy, stay well and share the good things.
1: Yeah. Now, if we want to share good things with Sue, and we want to get in touch with Sue. Please contact her on at livingonpurpose at aol.com. Um, she is an expert here, and um, she will gladly, you know, be able to give her expert. You know, advice and opinions on situations that might be happening in your workplaces. We hope you'll tune in again next time as we continue to explore the most pressing HR issues impacting the small business community. If you want to listen to more episodes of HR and 15, all you got to do is type in HR in 15.com and you can have this episode as well as our past episodes at your fingertips. Thank you again. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit PrestigePEO.com.